You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. What's poppin' everybody? Hello and welcome to Popcorn Culture. My name is Ben Carlin and I am your host. Here with me today is my brother Jay, who will be in every episode. Merry Christmas! Merry Christmas Eve! Merry Christmas Eve! This is exciting times. This is, this is. It's like, it worked out really well. I was like, ooh, was this Christmas Eve? How fun! I know! know. Tomorrow's the big day. It is the big day. Do you have big plans for... Addison on her first Christmas ever. Oh dear. Hopefully I don't get misty on this one. Oh boy. So, no, n- not big plans, not big plans, but I, I can tell you that there was a, there were, there was a, a moment of, of, of parenthood that hit me so square in the feels. And, and this was something I never in a million years could have, um, anticipated. Oh, okay. Like, like, Ooh, I'm interested. Well, not maybe not like that obscure. I just, I just, there's so many moments like the first time she smiled at me or the first time she like held my finger or whatever, like where I was like, I knew those were going to be like, Oh my gosh. Um, but, uh, just, I, I bought, um, I don't think this is a big, big spoiler for Alice in case she listens before tomorrow on Christmas day where she finds out. But, um, she has always really liked this, these like Keds glitter shoes. They're like, they're like super sparkly. Yeah. And so I, I had found them like several years ago for her and she has just like, like worn these things to their limit over and over and over again. So she's gone through like four or five pairs of them Whoa. over the years. Yeah. So Alice, um, Alice is like, I, people don't even know that glitter can wear out, but it can. Yeah. Here, here's the thing. If you work in Alice's shop is you are on your feet at yeah. all times. Mm-hmm. And Alice is on her feet at all times. And yeah. so she, she throws down some serious wear and tear on the old, the old sneaks. Yeah. Really boosting those pedometer numbers. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So anyway, this year I was going to, oh, and I, I did buy Alice, uh, a new pair of them as one of her gifts. And, um, they do in fact make like baby sized. Oh, ones, which no. really adorable. And, um, I like, and I'm a, I'm like a sneaker person anyway. Like right. I, I like, shoes mm, um mm. yeah um but so what was what was unexpected about all this was was really not even like getting the the gift or the small shoes which i was very excited about it was i like wrapped the gift and then i was like going to like write the little things i usually like i usually just fold like a piece of wrapping paper and write like the whatever and scotch yeah, tape classic down. carlin tag yeah yeah, yeah yeah exactly and it was like i i realized that i was like to addison love and i was like Oh, like, oh, like it was, it was the first time you would assign dad to something. Yes. It was like, oh. oh my God. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. So it's like, it's not even like an unbelievable present or anything. And for the most part, like there's not many things you can really give to uh, like a two month old. Yeah. Because she, there's just really not that much she can, yeah. she can do right now. So anyway, that was, that was like my, my big, like, oh my gosh, like I, I signed, I signed <clears throat> dad 
to her for the first time ever. And it was it, like, yeah, that was, that was neat. There are always, the, yeah, there's always those little things like you just cannot anticipate. They're just going to like hit you in ways like, Oh, this is, this is weird. Like when, um, you and I went to, uh, London to cover the, the oh history gosh. of magic thing yes. for, um, the British library. They, you know, we went to the platform nine and three quarter shop, of course, which was super fun. <laughs> Have to. Yeah. And I was like, Oh, this will be fun. I'm going to buy Luke his first, uh, like, harry potter book from platform nine and three quarters and luke was like just born he was like seven weeks old or something at this point but it turned out that they weren't selling any copies of the books that weren't the 20th anniversary copies right right so and the gimmick with the 20th anniversary copies is that there is um a different version for each house so they're like house themed and suddenly i'm faced with like oh no i have to choose a house and it was just like this extremely suddenly emotional thing like what do i know like oh this is i don't know what to do and i like was just standing there like paralyzed in the shop with like these crazy emotions and eventually i decided on uh gryffindor uh for luke so that's um what his what his 20th anniversary series of harry potter books will be (laughs) that is so cool though yeah that is so and and that is a big one especially like for for our lives we were we were just talking uh with our dad um can we give can we give some small spoilers for a tomorrow Ooh, i think so i okay. think so for the for the little kernels the little kernels if yeah. you're listening to this on the day it came out you will get a tiny sneak peek amount of information about the video coming out tomorrow on the main Super Carlin Brothers channel. On Christmas Day. Christmas Day. A, a, a Christmas miracle, if you will. Sure. I feel like I, <laughs> I, I had some like something I said. Anyway, um, so at, we had our dad, uh, the the TV newscaster. Quizmas. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Merry it. Quizmas. Yeah. That's what. So dad came in and he hosted Jay versus Ben. Yeah. And so he was... He was quizzing us on these like Harry Potter questions. And what's was really unique about it, obviously, for our entire life is these books have been they, they have played a huge role in where we are today. It's it's probably like the biggest fandom that we cover. For sure. Um, but also like it all started with dad. Like we were young enough at the time that dad was like reading the books to us. Yeah. And so, you know, this would be like a, like a Sunday night ritual or whatever. And, you know, we would all go in and you know, he'd sit down and read like two chapters or whatever. And it, I don't know, it was just, it was really cool because it, it definitely felt like this very like connected thing Yeah, that we had to dad. And then he even makes a comment, I think in the episode that'll come out tomorrow where he's just like, I, I can't believe, you know, from mispronouncing Hermoin and perfects, and yeah, you know, all of that, that, that we're sitting here in this room recording, you know, I'm, how many years later, like yeah, 20. 20. Yeah. 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 20, yeah. Of course. Yeah. Cause we know that. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I don't know. It's just, uh, it, it's, it's very special. It's very cool. Yeah. It was really fun having dad host the J vs. Ben. So if you're, um, if you're interested in hearing that it's going to be on main channel tomorrow. Yes. It's a Harry Potter Christmas quiz. It is. In case you're curious. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, just, it's just a great time. It's just a great time. Um, okay. So one thing that I wanted to, I, I was going to, I was going to cut you off oh, immediately. What? Like if you, like when I, when we started it, if you were going to argue about like hostmanship, mm-hmm. I, I have, I was all like locked and loaded to just be like, no time. We can't. No time. No time for that today, Jay. Uh-huh. Because something, something important has happened. <sighs> and that is. Fire away. Voting for the Roanoke magazine oh, is back open this is once exciting. again. Okay. 
And this year, okay, so last year, I feel like I was, I was wanting to be cautious. I was wanting to be careful. I was trying, we were trying to, we were trying to not, um, go through and disrupt someone who very, very, very rightfully deserved like recognition or an award in the Roanoke Valley. Yeah. Just because there is a considerable amount of audience that, that we do have that at exists times, outside of Roanoke. Exactly. Yes. 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 Um, and is willing to willing to help us because they're great people. Because they're great people. Um, so the the very brief rundown, in case you are not like up on the pop from about one year ago, is that in our town there is a local magazine called the Roanoker, and one of their most popular issues is the best of issue. Yep. Where there is like collective voting from you know just online ballots. And they're able to determine, you know, like the like the star of the city, which our dad has won completely, you know, of his own accord. Yeah. On multiple occasions. Um, and on that same note, he was actually on the cover of the issue in I don't even, I don't remember how old we were, maybe like 1998 or something. Yeah. Yeah. Way back in the day for sexiest man in Roanoke. That's right. <laughs> I can't <laughs> believe that was one of the categories. Did we and tell- that he won and that he won. <laughs> Did we tell that story last time? I I don't know. I know we talked about how he's one star of the city before, but he also won uh, a sexiest man in Roanoke once upon a time, which is incredible. So funny. They don't have that category anymore. No, no, no. They sure don't. But um, anyway, so our whole thing though was that they um, there was a, a listing last year for best thing not listed. Right. And so the way that we interpreted this particular category was like. You know, there there isn't something for um, for what you might vote for this person. Does that make sense? Am I saying this correctly? Like, yeah, there isn't like, a category that would. Yeah, that like would there's categories under. for almost, you know, anything you might think you need the best of in a city. There's best wedding shop. There's best burger in the Roanoke. There's best bar. There's best radio station or whatever. Exactly. And so yes. they cover a lot of stuff. And yeah, there's the one there's one that says best thing not listed. And you're right. Our interpretation was. Um, what is the best thing we don't have a category for? Go. Yes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But literally what they were asking for was new categories altogether. Not clear. Not clear at Mm-mm. all. So we had, we had, you know, come to the little kernels. We had made a video on your vlog channel yep. with a big call to action. And we were like, guys, we need your help, you know? And so we had tons. I mean, there was, they literally sent out like a notification like brag that it was like they had record voting. They couldn't believe the number of votes they got this year. And I was like, yeah, yeah, that's well, us. We know what happened. <laughs> right. And then, and then basically like, you know, push comes to shove, like several months later, we discovered that like we did not win. And it was like, I was like, that really seems, seems unlikely. It feels like, very unlikely. Yeah. So I, I'm, I actually like, I called the person on the phone. And I was like a whole thing. And I was like, what is like, can you, is there any way you can look like, are you sure? Like, yeah. I was like, I don't, I, I, I'm trying really hard not to be like, you know, overly confident or, or cocky or anything yeah. about this. But I was like, I was like, something tells me that this small town magazine doesn't get like tens of thousands of votes. Yeah. Well, and then, cause they did tell you like what won and like, do you remember what the category was? Best spray tan salon. Uh, yeah. Right. 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 <laughs> so that's what they told us one for best thing that listed was best spray tan salon. And we were like, excuse me. Right. Not only, not only is there zero, zero, zero chance that like something that anything beat us on best thing, not listed, but there's even more zero chance that it was breast best. <laughs> 
spray tan salon. I know, yeah. Like, there's no way that just, like, independently, thousands of people just wrote in, like, spray tan. Yes, yes. Well, and so this was the other thing, too, is that I think we were really worried that if all of the things just said just simply Super Carlin Brothers, then it would maybe look like somehow it was a bot or a hack or yeah. something like that. So I think what we had asked people to do was to like include like a little note, like, yeah. you know, like j- just give us just a little bit extra so that like, if there are, you know, hundreds or thousands of these votes that it, that it, it stands out to them as clear that like, these are not, um, like, uh, these like are a, not bots. They're, yeah. they're not bots. Yeah, exactly. They're, they're like legit votes. Um, and so anyway, we missed entirely. And the, the lady on the phone was like, well, don't worry next year. We'll include best podcast and you know, like best something. Yeah. Um, uh, she actually didn't sound anything like that. I don't know why I chose that voice. That was just, it's okay. I know that was my bad, I, bad storytelling. Jeez. Um, yeah. I think the people, they understood. They understood. Yeah. Anyway. So here we are though, a year later, a year later. And I was, I was really on the fence about it. Like mm-hmm. part of me was like, it was like, you know, last year, last year it hurt. It hurt. And I was like, do we do it again? And we're doing it again. We're doing it we're again. We're doing it again. Because people. you know what? They we obviously had a tremendous impact because they do, in fact, have a category this year for best podcast and for best influencer. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So, so we're not messing around this year. We're gonna win them both for <laughs> sure. Well, we're going for we're it. We're going for it. And minimum. we're gonna win. And we need everyone listening to help us out in doing it. Yes, yes. So the <laughs> the link in order to the vote is in the show notes. You don't have to fill out every category, but what do you want to do for, for best influencer? Do you want to have it say like super Carlin brothers, super Carlin brothers? Yeah. Okay. And because then, I don't want it. So here's the problem. If we say like <clears throat> Jonathan Carlin or Ben Carlin or Jay and Ben, there's gonna be a lot of misspellings. They might not match up. They might not know it's the same show. So just put in super Carlin brothers, super space, Carlin, super space, space, Carlin space brothers. There we go. There we go. There we go. And then scroll down just a little bit to best podcast where, I mean, you know, I, I I don't, I mean this one, maybe this one popcorn culture, (laughs) popcorn space culture, popcorn space culture. (laughs) Oh my gosh. So (laughs) I'm so, Oh man, it's, it's, it's the flavor has increased because of the, the amount of time that has passed. Yeah. You know, this is like, this is like going on like a two day hike and having like limited access to water and then finally getting like a bottle of water. And it's like the best thing you've ever consumed. Yeah. That's where I feel like I'm at right now Mm -hmm. is, is like, you know, you got the water. I got the water. Okay. The thirst is real. Thirst is real. (laughs) Um, so anyway, link is going to be in the show notes. If you would like to go and check that out and, uh, you know, try to support the shows, we would very much appreciate it. Um, Yes. Thank you in advance for your support. Yes. Thank you very much in advance for voting for Super Carlin Brothers for Best Influencer and for Popcorn Culture for Best Podcast. Boom. Boom. Transition. Transition. Okay, Ben. Yeah. Okay. As it's Christmas Eve, I had a Christmas topic I wanted to discuss with you. Oh, man. Bring it on. Okay. You seem very jazzed about this. (laughs) I I, I just... (laughs) I'm very curious to know. I want. I feel like this is a thing that you and I possibly learned as kids as like a joke, but that no one. Ha- I I think it's possible no one has corrected me since then, and I want to hear from the little car. I, I don't even want to Google it. Okay, but you're familiar with the song "Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer." I've heard of it. You've heard of it, right? Yeah, he had so, a very shiny nose. Yes. And if you ever saw it, you might even say it glows, right? So, but if you, 
uh, no one ever just sings just the lyrics to the song. There's always like in between the lyrics, there's like something you chant. Yes. Right? Like, yes. you know? Yep. So it's like Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, Reindeer, um, you know, uh, had a very shiny nose. Mm-hmm. And if you ever saw it, saw it, you might even say it glows like a light bulb. Like a light bulb. Right. That's yeah. what people say, right? Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. So I want to go through the songs and hear what you know the chance to be. Oh my gosh. Okay. 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 So this is, it's been, I feel like I'm, I'm trying to make sure that I can recall because I remember, um, I remember at the end of it, there's like, I have two, there's two big points on it that I want to cover. Okay. Okay. That I think, but let me, let me just, I'm going to pull up the lyrics so okay. that I don't accidentally, uh, like get the song wrong. <laughs> Cause I'm going to pause for you to do it. Why can't I find the internet on this phone? Cause we don't have Chrome installed. That's why. Um, Okay. All right. Are you ready? Okay, I'm ready. All right. So it starts. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Had a very shiny nose. Yep. And if you ever saw it. Saw it. You would even say it glows. Like a light bulb. All of the other reindeer. Reindeer. Used to laugh and call him names. Like Pinocchio? Exactly. Okay, that's the one I know. Okay. (laughs) They never let poor Rudolph join in any reindeer games. Like Monopoly. Okay, that's the one I know. Like Monopoly. (laughs) Then one foggy Christmas Eve, Santa came to say... Uh... is there a is there a chant in there? This is the, this is the one I think that I have always thought I knew exactly what the chant was, but I am curious. Oh man! Can you say? Is it something underwear? This is okay. That's what I learned. Was yes. Um, like then I, one foggy Christmas Eve, Santa came to say, "I lost my underwear." Yes, yes, okay. yes. Okay. Yes, okay, okay, okay. That one. That one in particular. I'm like, is that right? Is that the one everyone knows? I don't know. I don't know. I remember that I learned that one during a Christmas parade where we were like, you know, in the parade as part of Boy Scout Troop 456. The parade is like a five mile walk. We're like 10. We obviously can't do it. Yeah. yeah so yeah. like one mile in, everyone's just sitting in the truck and like they're like, oh, let's just sing Christmas songs the rest of the way. And like all the other scouts are just, you know, they're filling in the words. Sure. And this is the one that comes up is <laughs> Santa came to say, I lost my underwear. And like, I thought it was hilarious, you know, because <laughs> I'm, I'm like, <laughs> nine. I'm like, great. That's a, that's so funny. <laughs> what does it have to do with anything? Does it, it doesn't matter. It's like, and I have been filling in that lyric my entire life. Oh my god. And I don't know if that's the lyric everyone fills in or if that is the lyric a nine-year-old Boy Scout filled in once 20 and, years and ago stuck. that stuck with me. Oh my gosh. Are there any more of these? <clears throat> is there anything else that's like funny on the list? Okay, well, so then it goes down. Um, yeah, same to say, I lost my underwear. Rudolph, with your nose so bright, won't you guide my sleigh tonight? Then how the reindeer loved him, loved him, as I shouted out with glee. Yippee. Rudolph the red-nosed reindeer, you'll go down in history. Like Elvis. Okay, that one I don't get. Okay, I hate that one. Okay. <laughs> Everyone says, like Elvis. 
And, <laughs> and it bothers me so much because Elvis Presley would rhyme. And oh. it was like more in line with like the cadence of the song. And I don't know why people like they just like end it a syllable early. Like like Elvis Presley. Like, yeah, like Elvis Presley. Like it it doesn't rhyme perfectly. Obviously, history and Presley don't necessarily rhyme. But it's closer it's than closer Elvis. than Elvis. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I don't know why people don't say the whole name. So was there ever? I feel like I feel like I learned Elvis later, but I used to say something else, and I remember hearing Elvis for the first time and being like, what? Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't fit. <laughs> I'm trying. I wish I could remember what I used to know it as though. Okay. But that's, that's pretty amazing. Okay. Now, now I am also too. I'm very, very curious to know. Yeah. What you guys know about this particular song. Yeah. What do you fill in? Do you end on Elvis? Do you say, cause like, I think when I first heard it, that's what people said. They would say Elvis Presley. And then like later on, people would just say Elvis. And I was like, no, no, wait, no. <laughs> it's like, you, you're missing. Did, did like, the, did the page the run out? Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing? Were you using print shop it's, deluxe? <laughs> no, you had infinite pages on print shop deluxe then. Good point. Good point. Good point. Good point. <laughs> Um, okay. Well, so this is interesting because I feel like, uh, one, for some faint reason, I feel like we've maybe talked about some of these songs before on the pop. Oh, it may have been two full years ago, but there is somebody in the frosty, the snowman song, um, that I always feel like, I don't know. I, I, I don't know if it, if it's the case with, with these Christmas carols that they've just been around for so long that some of the references have like long expired, but it's also like now they're just part of it. Right. And these are just the lyrics. Right. Um, Oh shoot. Hang on one second. Am I completely wrong? I think you're talking about winter wonderland and I think you're talking about Parson Brown is is what I think. Do you want to know what is happening? What? I'm thinking about Winter Wonderland yeah. and Parson Brown. Yeah, because <laughs> they're still talking about a snowman. Okay, a snowman, a snowman is whom is in question that uh, that, that they're going to refer to as Parson Brown. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So is Parson Brown a person? Okay, that is a great question. That is a great question. As far as far I I've only ever really been able to use context clues to figure out that particular lyric. And I'm pretty sure Parson is like another word for like reverent or priest or something. And Brown is just like the last name that rhymes in the song. And that's why they're going with it. That said, I'm not sure if there's a specific real life Parson Brown that they are like alluding to or if it's just like, oh, yeah, within the context of the song, the, the local guy at the church is Parson Brown. Because because what's happening is that I think they're like pretending to have a wedding in the song, right? Okay. And so they're they're getting this is the person who's marrying them is Parson Brown. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But you're right. For the longest time, I was like one of those. I got to those lines like, yeah, Arson Brown. I know. Yeah. yeah exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it's um. It's it's so frustrating for me and I, I know that I've talked about this before but I don't know the lyrics to just about anything right but when they take a leap into no man's land like this yeah. and it's like it's like it's like what is that lyric it's like oh it's Parson Brown it's like why <laughs> like, like, what do you mean you don't know that it's like what do you mean you do know that? yeah exactly tell me more about Parson yeah is it like person did he lose his underwear <laughs> you know he did <laughs> you know he did Poor person. Uh, look, when's the last time you saw a snowman with underwear? That's all I'm saying. 
It's a good point. <clears throat> yeah. It's a good point. Yeah, or it's like, you don't, like, parson isn't even, like, a common name for, like, a priest or something, or at least not that I'm familiar with. Yeah, me <laughs> so either. It's just, like, like my, my immediate thought isn't that it's a title, that it's just, like, an equally uncommon first name. Right. Like, this is my friend Parson. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's like, like no no songwriter like, don't you know that in like a hundred years this will be like one of the most iconic christmas yeah. carols of all time and, right. and what you've done is planted us a, a a very aging seed i think maybe even in my mind as a kid <coughs> i thought the name actually was like carson and they were just saying p because like because that was part of the song and i was like that must be what's happening this is my reasoning yeah i yeah. can see that car i think i may have even just said carson brown yeah <laughs> like parson's not a name that's ridiculous but, okay but carson the, but there we a, go there's a kid on our soccer team named carson so yeah like, i'm good we're good I'm, i get it no yeah, this no. song is no solved <laughs> solved we solved the song. We solved it. Oh, man. Winter Wonderland. Winter. The other song that I think has just aged absolutely horrifically is Baby It's Cold Outside. Oh, have, yeah. Have you, have you like, li- I don't know. This feels like one of those songs like that. I don't know. I'm like, I'm like, we need to, we need to fix it. This is okay. Th- this Baby It's Cold Outside is like Christmas's new favorite punching bag as far as I'm concerned. Oh, sure, sure, right? sure. It's like, yeah. Every, like, Every single person I know loves to point out how terrible and creepy the lyrics are. And it's like, I, I can't tell. This is like a great example. Like I can't tell how serious people are being with their criticism of the song. Like, are they like, like you can absolutely interpret the lyrics to be as creepy as possible. And it totally works. And it is like, yep, nope. If you want, if that's what if that's what they mean, then no, not good. Okay, okay. <laughs> but I also can't tell if it's like no, every no, like yeah, you can point that out. But obviously, these two people are like already really involved, and this is just sort of like a little flirtatious dance they're doing, and we're just having fun by making fun of it. I can't, I can never tell where on the side of the line people are in terms of seriousness about the song. I, I, <clears throat> I would, I would, I would wager the guess that I feel like it's like it's probably one of those things that falls very neatly into something that had what was originally okay intentions in terms of just like like a like a playful interaction or something but it's it's one of those where it's like the right intentions don't always correct the wrong impact right yeah if, if that makes sense <laughs> yes um but one of the things that it's actually interesting about it and part of the reason that I brought it up is because there is a uh, new movie on Netflix called I think it's Love Hard okay um and I actually did not think that I was particularly enamored with this particular movie um but there is one scene that is truly spectacular and it is basically that uh there this like the main character girl is like she hates the song she is like right b- for this exact reason right you know, okay she's like there's no way we're singing it and she ends up being like put in this like you know christmas caroler moment where she's like out i don't know in the center stage and and it's like literally everybody's staring at her and she's like i'm not singing it and like the guy's like trust me and she's like I'm not singing it. And he's like, trust me. And so she starts singing it and he changes all of the lyrics to like way more correct and totally understanding things like, you know, like I should probably go. And it's like, absolutely no problem at all. Yeah. You know, like, (laughs) and it's like, so every single one of them is like, um, it's, it's like the, I guess the, the counterpart to the, um, like the female side of it is, 
just just being like like doing everything they possibly can to get the girl to leave right <laughs> it's like i'll call you an uber yeah. <laughs> i think it's literally like one of the lines so that's funny uh, <laughs> we can link that in the show notes as well because i feel like at the very least you should just listen to that song because i think this would be like almost the rudolph the red-nosed reindeer thing where there's like these like little variations and spins and, and comical additions and stuff like i could almost literally see this version just taking over as the new baby it's cold outside oh interesting but what i think is really interesting about it and why i wanted to, to mesh all these ideas together is that uber is one of those words that is very 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 uh like relevant today now. oh oh, oh you know, I see do you know what, you what mean. i mean yeah it, but also it yeah. could be parson brown oh in the <laughs> it, future like call you an uber what does that even mean what's like, an uber right it's like back in the 20s there was like you know this you know if you wanted to go home they, they, they were like taxis sort of but <laughs> but like you use your phone and you summon them to you and they just picked you up and drove you to a spot and that was just some people's job that was it and it was really convenient and they'll be like wait I thought people used to own cars. And you'd be like, no, we did own cars. This was like if you didn't want to drink, drink, drink and drive or something. They're like, so, so a, a, stra- a complete stranger would pick you up where you were and you just trust that they take you to the right spot. That's correct. <laughs> They'd be like, boy, I'm glad we have self-driving cars now that just pick us up wherever. <laughs> right, right, yeah. right. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, so you, yeah. I think you nailed all of that. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly where we're going. Um, I, I remember, and that's such a funny thing too that you talk about. You bring up that point. Now I'm, I'm off shooting off of uh, Christmas songs, and now just into Uber. Uh, but I, I do remember when Uber first came out, and and it was being like explained yeah. as as exactly that. You know, it's like you you you're getting in a car like with a like with, with just someone. You know, and it's like it's funny how different when the idea was introduced. All of a sudden, like the difference between a taxi cab, like a yellow vehicle. And someone's like Nissan Altima. Yeah. You know, like all of a sudden these were like very different ideas. It was like the, the yellow cab seemed like, oh man, very reliable. But like this other person, it's like, what do we know? And now Uber is just, it feels ubiquitous. Yeah, it does. I can even see, I can even see like, <clears throat> you're right. Imagine a world where the lyrics you just said, like take over, right? Like, t- f- you know. 50 years from now, I could see even the concept of Uber being like, I can't believe that this is part of this song. It's so creepy. Like what? You're it's Christmas Eve. Make why aren't you offering to let them stay? You're going to send them home with a stranger you don't know? <laughs> the interpretations will just keep changing. <laughs> just keep the song is doomed. Maybe maybe it'll be like this thing that like as it travels through history, its legacy will be that it continuously updates in accordance with like the new like social standards and stuff. So it's like, it's a song (laughs) that like you can literally like see iteration after iteration after iteration. And it like literally snowballs. Oh, see what I'm doing here. Yeah. Because of the, because of the cold weather outside. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yes. (laughs) Precisely. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, anyway, so that's all I got on that transition. We're back. We're back. We're back. Man, this is a very transition-heavy episode. You know, Christ- Christmas Eve, you got, you got a lot of places to be. You know, right. you got to stop at mom's, and you got to stop at Aunt, Aunt Tina's. You got to wake up in the morning. You got, play- you know, you got there's a lot of transitions at Christmas. There's a lot of transition. Uh, you know yeah. what? This uh, this is actually maybe a question for the little colonels out there. Is almost like this this like I feel like so much pressure when we're talking to to try my very best to like let one concept 
just roll neatly into the next one. And mm-hmm. a lot of times it actually just just does happen yeah. neatly. But other like times a snowball because it's, it's cold outside. Because it's cold outside. <laughs> that wasn't a transition. That was a, a, rever- a revision. That was a callback. A call like back. almost immediately, though. Uh, true. Yeah. True. <laughs> it, too soon. Uh, too soon. I'm, I'm sorry. Y'all. I'll um, do better. But yeah, I, I'd be curious if, if at times it's like, well, that conversation's over. Transition, new topic. Yeah. Um, but so this new topic is one that I've actually already posed you before uh, in out in the real world. Okay. But, but I'm curious because I think it's it's another one of these like um, possible possible thought experiments a little bit. Hopefully not, you know, too radical in nature. Okay. Is, is my is my hope here? Oh boy. <clears throat> I mean, it's Christmas Eve after all. I mean, you know. <laughs> Okay, so my question is, is skepticism a healthy part of the collective consciousness? Um, okay, off off the top of my head, I feel like the really obvious answer is yes. And I feel like you would have arrived there as well. And yet you're asking me now, so what is your counter <laughs> no i agree i agree okay. <laughs> i I, th- I think it's so the the real i think what really got me thinking about this the other day was strangely like the the idea of like the flat earth <laughs> so it's are you oh, a flat earther now no i'm not <laughs> this is how santa works it's because it's, it's flat right makes, it's not as much space as you think it makes it way easier because it's yeah. a grid it's a, grid, it's a yeah. big it's a big square right and you're able to you know drop ship yeah. to each of the available spots no problem most of it's ocean anyway most so. of it's ocean anyway yeah so it's yeah. really not that big of you think a deal. you think yeah you're thinking of the earth <laughs> is too big it's just one big flat disc and 70 percent you know, it's only 30 percent people are giving them credit for like the whole world it's only like 30 percent I know. Anyway, it's, I mean, yeah, seriously, it's not that big of a deal. <laughs> it's not that hard. No. Okay. So the, the, the thing about this in particular though, is I'm, I'm very curious if, um, almost like on a, so sociology is basically the word for like the study of populations of people. Okay. Right. So it's like, it's almost like the psychology of, of everyone, mm-hmm. the, like the whole populace. And, and to say everyone that can mean, uh, anything as small as, you know, like a, like a, like a band or, um, a a tribe or, you know, like a, like a city or a fandom or something like that. So it doesn't have to be literally everybody all the time and always, but you know, just depending on how you shape it. Um, but the, the curiosity here is almost that like, is, is there almost like, uh, like I almost imagine it like a law of nature that dictates that some amount of skepticism must exist like in a way that it's like it's like from like a possibly even like evolutionary standpoint like the the society as a whole is somewhat dependent on ongoing skepticism mm-hmm. um so like if you wanted to start like <clears throat> like really small for example you might have a tribe and like the tribe has harvested these like mushrooms f- forever and it's like they're very plentiful in the forest forest near uh, where they live. And so for years and years and years and years, they've collected and consumed these mushrooms. Yeah. But then like, there is like a, like a, like a portion of it that despite the fact that this has always been the case and always what they've been taught, it's almost like, Hey, wait a second. You know, what if, what if these mushrooms are affecting like our total life expectancy? Maybe we need to like not continue to eat the mushrooms. The mushrooms. You know, and so, like, the like, idea would well, maybe be, we should introduce, like, protein into our diet. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it's like, despite the fact <clears throat> that this is largely, like, the accepted model, mm-hmm. there there's always someone who, like, 
who needs to ask the question, are we sure? Right. And, and so what I think is interesting about it is like, in my mind, like I, so sometimes I, I do this just as, cause I think it's fun. Uh, but I will try to take something that I believe, and then I will try to find the exact opposite of it. And then I will try to defend that version of it to myself. Ah, that's fun. Does this make sense? It does make sense. I actually do this sometimes when I'm feeling like really negative about something or like something I don't want to do. Like I'll be like, what, what would it, what would it be like if I instead was excited about this? Like, how would it look? How would it look if I was excited about this? Like what, what, how would I be acting if I was looking forward to this trip? Oh, sure, sure, sure. Yeah. Or something like that, whatever it is. And then it's like, okay, sometimes that really does help. Cause like, okay, these are the things I would, I would be looking forward to. And then you can sometimes actually just find yourself like looking forward to those things or whatever it is. But right. yeah, I do, I do similar thought experiments about trying to like shift, shift my moods. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and for me, it's, it's usually trying to gain uh, some measure of perspective. Um, and so healthy. Yeah. yeah. I, I think that's good. I think it's good. I mean, okay, here's another question we can just toss out to little kernels and cause it's something that I I'm genuinely fascinated with. I mean, if you listen to this show, then you know that I basically question everything all the time and always. Um, but it's, I, I can't tell if this is something that is not as common as I think it is like, because it's like very common inside of my own brain. Mm-hmm. I like, I, I like reflect that onto everybody as, as well like my assumption is that people are constantly questioning everything uh-huh. and putting it through the ringer right like how how firmly do you believe in something and and have you ever questioned it have you ever tried to like take take that other side um and i'm not asking you yeah. necessarily specifically so much as just i'm posing <clears throat> it out into the ether right for for potential feedback okay. but um so right. anyway so a- as i was going through this process it was almost like you know working off like that mushroom example i was like okay so like the modern day it was like what would i need to wrap my head around in order to like start to understand the grand misconception that is the earth is like the belief that the earth is round because it is, of course, flat. And you're trying to argue yourself into flat earthing. Well, I'm not actually. No, not to, actually, yes, but just yeah. as an experiment. Like, what, what, what would it, yeah. What would it take? Because, like, I start going through, like, so much of what we learn in school and the fact that, like, probably every single classroom you've ever been in has had a globe. Yeah. You know, so it's like from a very young age, you were presented with this, like, reasonably concrete thought that is the mushrooms are safe. The earth is round. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and it's like, then on top of that, there's, there's like so much energy that has gone into, um, like creating this illusion that is space exploration maybe, or like the reason, uh, that like, like how much effort would have had to go into, I am convinced that the only way for the earth to be flat is basically because some people know that it isn't and it would be incredibly dangerous for us to not or for and for us to know the truth so it's <laughs> yeah, like, like it is what is the danger and, and that's <clears throat> the question yeah it's like it's like like if everybody all at once realized it like would gravity stop you know or something <laughs> and it's like it's like whoa um what don't you know about willpower <laughs> i know yeah 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 it's like we are willing our ourselves <laughs> into our seats right now <laughs> if anything we're resisting flight at all times. Well, that'd be the most depressing thing. 
if we could all fly the whole time. Oh man, true, oh. true. But so anyway, this is this is the thought though. It's like basically like what I would have to believe is that someone, some people, somewhere know that it is, and that it's like it is like for for safety or something it's like you can't know if you know it'll be bad so we need to build everything else around the idea of this globe yeah and it's like in the globe that's it that's good globe is good for us <laughs> you know or, or even like pilots you know who like literally fly around the curvature of the earth yeah you know it's like how many people are in on this yeah right that's the thing that that's that's why that that's is a particularly <laughs> like ludicrous example <laughs> I know like it's uh, how many people if in order for the earth to be flat, the number of people keeping a secret would have to be outrageous. Yes. Yes. And it feels like that that alone is the reason you can be sure that it's round (laughs) is because (laughs) that many people can't keep a secret. So, yeah, right. Exactly. So conclusion alert is like and this is this is sort of like why I got back to this original thought is that it's almost like it is mandated by the laws of sociology that someone be skeptical of an idea. Mm-hmm. Does, does that make sense? Like, I, I mean, for sure, it, it does. And I think it is healthy. Like it is healthy to have disagreements and to be uh, cautious about moving forward with something because I mean otherwise you could very easily just have anyone come up and pitch a thousand good reasons to do whatever they want to do and you're like okay and if everyone just immediately agreed every single time with no like uh but what but but wouldn't uh, question right <laughs> wouldn't right, right. that also mean that or something you know then then um th- that would be bad <laughs> that would be bad yeah yeah <clears throat> well and yeah so the, the I guess I guess what's what's um like where things like this can get like interesting is, is that overwhelming evidence Mm -hmm. is, is really what it comes down to me. It's like, it's like there's so much that depends on this being true that if it's not true, I don't Mm -hmm. know. Like I, I like, that's what I keep coming back to is that it's a, I like, it's like, are there people who doubt gravity? Oh, are there some people who are like, maybe the reason we can't fly is because we're told from the moment we're born we can't fly. Right, right. Right. Yeah, or like how... <laughs> like, if I just raised a, a bunch of kids and showed them videos of people taking off of cliffs, just just jumping and just immediately flying, if I, and then had them do it and really believed they could, would they? I don't know. Yeah, like, yeah, don't do that. This is the time I tried. This reminds me of the time that I tried to see the future while I was, mm-hmm. while I was doing like mm-hmm. one of those floats. Yeah. You know, like where you're in like a sensory deprivation chamber. That's the one I tried to see the future. It did yeah. not work. Mm. Um, but so the, I guess the thing is, is how overwhelming does the evidence have to be to where there, there exists no skepticism. It is a generally like not even generally accepted because generally it would mean most. Yeah. I'm saying all yeah. like, like unequivocally. Right. I feel like probably people breathe oxygen or something. You, know? you think we breathe oxygen? <laughs> yeah. <Like>. Wow. <laughs> so I was going to be like, the air is mostly nitrogen. <laughs> how's that? How's that tinfoil hat fit over there? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So that, that's the thing where it's like, even that though could be something where I, I feel like there could be someone out there that's like, Oh no, 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 we're not, we're not breathing oxygen. That's what they want you to think. Mm. <laughs> Who is they? I know. Right. That's the thing. Like there's, there is, 
certainly healthy skepticism. And then I think what we're the, the problem with our discussion right now is that we're discussing the need culturally for a certain amount of healthy skepticism. And then what we're also discussing is blatant ignorance. Sure. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> maybe. Um, so, but. That, which, which are different things. Which are different yeah. things. But, but Jay, hear me out. What if it is flat? <laughs> Right. What what if they're right? Yeah. Popcorn culture is supported by Arena Club. Okay, so you guys know that I love trading card games and that me and Ben are big time collectors of Pokemon cards. You know, it's that childhood fantasy of finally being able to use adult money to buy those highly coveted rares of our youth. And like even in our office, we have not one, but two full display cases with some of our all time favorite rarest cards that we've pulled. But something I didn't not know existed when I was a kid in my youth was the grading process for trading cards or sports cards or whatever you're collecting. You know, to me, it was just like a rare Charizard is a rare Charizard. Like it doesn't, it doesn't matter if it's been hanging out in my pocket with my lucky paper clip. Turns out it does matter and kind of a lot because if you get your cards professionally graded, it can add huge value. And then not only that, but once they're graded, they will like seal them in that pristine condition inside of a plastic case or what's known in the industry as a slab. And that's where Arena Club steps in because it's like buying a booster pack, but it's for a pre-graded card. Now, I know that can take like maybe a second to wrap your head around because you're opening physical cards on a digital platform, which means you open the pack online and see your polls where they can be added to your showroom for the world to see. But you can also request them to be sent to you at any time. So they have got a ton of pre-graded cards and then you will get to randomly open one and then they'll keep it for you or they can send it to you or you can just like sell it or trade it online or whatever you want to do. But whether you're buying, selling, trading or or displaying, Arena Club is the card collecting platform you have got to check out. And right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash pop pop, which, wow, that is a crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's like $40 right there. Anyway, that's arenaclub.com slash pop pop for 10% off your first purchase. Popcorn Culture is sponsored by Shopify. Y'all are likely aware of the fact that we have our very own Shopify store, Carlin Brothers Mercantile, and it's hard to imagine not having it now, but arriving at the decision to open our own web store was a big one. In fact, we started our journey on the interweb back in 2012 and didn't finally open up shop until 2018. And a huge part of that is just not knowing where to start, but that's where Shopify steps in. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business, which is a fancy way of saying it's a really easy and effective way to start an online business, no matter if you're operating out of your garage or have like a whole building or three or something. Once we were set up, our biggest concern was trying a new product only to discover no one was interested in it. But Shopify is powered with so many reports, more than you can even imagine. And this is so handy because it allows us to use data to better provide what folks are actually interested in. It's so easy to use, but even if you do find yourself caught in a jam, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Sign up for a $1 per month trial at shopify.com slash pop pop. That's all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash pop pop now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash 
啪啪。When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over thirty thousand mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over six hundred dollars each week. You can also save up to one dollar off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is this is like the this is this is this, we have a, a super Carlo Brothers joke exactly like this about the existence of narwhals, right? Like there, it's there's almost overwhelming <laughs> evidence that they are definitely real, probably, <laughs> you know, probably, probably. <laughs> they're like they're they're like almost for sure they're real. If there is one thing that National <laughs> Geographic is known for, it's their pranks. It's, <laughs> <laughs> they go big. They, they, they go, go. They go. They go unicorn big. They go unicorn big. And here's the thing. I think the way the way the narwhal conspiracy works is that it's not necessarily like ever. It's not like all the people are like actively like selling the lie. It's just whether or not you recognize it. And upon recognizing it, you also recognize the game, which is. Let's keep it going. This is fun. It's unicorn true. whales, of course. Like, <laughs> of course. Uh, what's the who? Who benefits from proving unicorn whales wrong? Nobody. The world is a better place with unicorn whales. So we're going to keep this going. It's true. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. You think I'm going to believe that's a tooth? <laughs> tooth. Tooth. Goodness. I got someone shared. I think I'd read it the other day. Narwhals like attacking uh, a fish with the horn and they were like finally we know what the horn is for and i was like what do you mean finally of course that's what it's for are you kidding wait do you i i hold on i actually <clears throat> need a i need a way in here yeah i don't know if i knew that the i didn't know if that the horn had a function <laughs> because it seems like if you were to like if you were to i don't know harpoon something with the horn it would be rather difficult to get it to ah. your face yeah yeah so the um <clears throat> of course this is all just a working theory um based around how these fictional creatures use their thing to attack, use the horn. So do you mean to tell me that you think unicorns use their horns as a, a, a like a part of combat? Mm, mm, that's a good question. That is a good question. I feel like often when you come across unicorns, it's more like the source of their magic or something that's true. is the horn. But I don't see why you couldn't, why unicorns couldn't just like gore somebody with the horn. Well, that's one way to look at unicorns. Uh, where is, where is that? Someone needs to tell me about the fantasy novel that involves like really deadly unicorns. Like this, Certainly let's get exists. away, let's get away from the rainbows. And it's like, these people have horned horses for a reason. Right. They're yeah. dangerous. They're dangerous. All right. They're you. Exactly. No, um, to go back to the to the narwhals, uh, it wasn't so much harpooning the fish. It was more like 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 beat sticking them. Oh, Just no. sort of like bonk, like hitting them with the horn with the side of it. Well, okay. Yeah. So anyway, that's that's what National Geographic is currently selling about narwhals. Classic Nat Geo. Classic Nat Geo, man. The biggest prank of all time. <laughs> Not even though they're like not that well-known creatures. Narwhals, narwhals, narwhals swimming through the <clears throat> ocean. Yeah, I think they're pretty the well-known creatures. I mean, they're well-known creatures, but they're not like lions. <clears throat> well, I guess or cheetahs. Yeah, most people know about cheetahs. Most people definitely know about cheetahs. Cheetahs, cheetah is like one of those. It, what well, I love about cheetahs. <laughs> 
But can I tell you what I love about cheetahs? Is that going to be the title of the episode? Is that a Christmas special? Is that they are the fastest land animal. Okay. Yes. And that is how you learn about it as a kid. That's what everyone knows about cheetahs is that they're the fastest land animal. Is that not their most noteworthy trait? That is absolutely their most noteworthy trait. But I feel like so often this is the sort of thing that when you grow up, you find out that like cheetahs are simply the most well-known super fast animal. But actually there's this other thing that runs a little bit faster it's like super rare but actually cheetahs aren't the fastest but you know what they are they are the fastest and i don't I, look I, someone is in the comments right now like what about emus or something someone someone's contesting it right now okay but this is the thing cheetahs are the fastest and i kept i feel like i'm waiting for the day where someone like just reveals like cheetahs aren't the fastest like they're pr- no, they're fast they're not the fa- they're like but actually this like it's like why why wouldn't we just teach people what the fastest thing is from the beginning? Because cheetahs why? are awesome. I know because cheetahs are awesome. <laughs> That's what I love about cheetahs. They're so fast. <laughs> That's what I love about cheetahs. That's what I love about cheetahs. Okay, so here's a question for you then. <clears throat> what do you think is the most well known animal on the entire planet? Elephants. Elephants? Yeah. Because they're big? Because they're big. Because they're big and they have trunk. Nothing is like an elephant. <laughs> Can't hardly miss it. You can't exactly. You can't hardly miss an elephant. There used to be giants, landslofts. That's true. That's they were, true. They were not similar to elephants, but they were so unmissable as to die. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. It was a. It was their own demise. Yeah. Um, elephants is a bet. Um, otherwise, like cows, maybe a cow. Yeah, cows. 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 You think so? I think. I mean, like, like, like black and white cows, like, like black and white like spotted, like any variety of cow. Yeah. I think it's probably a pretty well-known creature world over. You want to know what right? I think it is? Is cattle not everywhere? I don't know if cattle are everywhere. Okay. That's, a, that's a grand question. It is. I was going to say howler monkeys. <laughs> you think howler? I don't think that's the answer. I think it's howler monkeys. <laughs> I don't think it is. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. I'm going, I'm sticking with ele- maybe dogs. Dogs are everywhere. <laughs> that's okay. Let's back it up. Dogs is my answer. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair <laughs> everybody's got dogs everybody loves cakes everybody loves cakes <laughs> cakes have layers man's best friend <coughs> right no it's I, think, got, yeah, I think that was like probably a domesticated animal that okay. would make sense to me unless it's not domesticated the world over unless the, well that's true that's true um but i think dogs are domestic are there any countries where people don't own dogs I don't know. Uh, you would think this is just like a, I don't know. Hmm. hmm. I mean, I don't know that hmm. everywhere you would go that there would be household dogs. You don't think it seems pets entirely... are a universal thing? Hmm. Maybe not. Hmm. It depends. Interesting. It depends. I mean, like, universal to the point where every culture involves some people owning pets, not like every single person owns a pet, because well, obviously that's not true. <clears throat> I think the difference is, is <clears throat> that there probably every single culture owns s- maybe some kind of even like farm animal, mm. you know, like something that provides like utility. Yeah. But like, you know, if you have a pasture full of cows, you don't have a lot of pets. I w- that's an interesting thought. <clears throat> if you have a pasture, but, but, but if you have, a, so I wonder if how dog ownership came to be like, was it strictly for like utility at the beginning? Like it was like a, like the dog was basically like a, a trained thing you could use to help you like to herd your sheep or to retrieve the ducks or, whatever and then like did people own dog when did people start owning dogs for pleasure 
when did people start owning dogs? Well, I'm going to look oh, it up. Oh, okay. I'm, 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 I'm curious. very curious. I'm curious. Or has this just been universal? Have people always <laughs> just had a kinship with our canine friends? They are man's best friend. Yeah. Owning dogs. Wow, as early as 12,000 years ago. Wow. So longer than we've had written language. That's pretty impressive. By almost a multiplier of two. That to me it, that to me almost feels like dogs are supposed to be with humans. That does feel that very feels like interesting. A new, it's, yeah. That feels like, very interesting. Yeah. Hmm. hmm. I'm curious about that now. 12,000. 12,000. 10,000 B.C. Yeah. It's a long time. That's a long it's time. It's like biblical times. Yeah. Very pre-biblical times. <laughs> well, hmm. well, I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> Not pre-dog owning times, though. Do you think there was a PetSmart back then? No. I don't think so. No? Yeah. Where do you think they got their kibbles? Uh, I don't think they did. Yeah. It's probably a lot more hunting and stuff happening then. Do you think the dogs helped with hunting? Yes, absolutely. Okay. <laughs> okay, Jay. Transition. We're out of it. We're back. We're in. Okay. Okay. So I But I have a question for you <coughs> yeah. based on what we have in the show notes here. You have a note that says, the vegan food is for everyone, right? Question mark. That is that is my question. Okay. So I need your help clearing my conscience of something that's been weighing on me since uh, 2010. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, and I think this might even be applicable in the coming days because I suspect that many people are about to head to lots of different family gatherings where there will be large spreads of food and some of those dishes will be specifically vegetarian or vegan or catered to a specific style of eating. Yeah. Right? Okay. Absolutely. So anyway, um, back in 2010, I was working on the set of the movie Lake Effects. Right? Oh, yeah. I think I've told some stories about this. Yeah. And um, once a day, so like um, there was a ton of people who would come out from like Hollywood and California and stuff to like work on the set here in our, you know, in, it's at Smith Mountain Lake in Virginia. Yep. And as such, like it was, a, it was like a real Hollywood production and stuff. And <clears throat> so during breakfast and lunch and dinner, which was like provided, it was like catered every day. Sure. They would lay out all these different, you know, trays of food. And there would always be at least, you know, one tray of like vegan food and one tray of like vegetarian food and then uh, whatever. And then everything else. And then everything else, right? Sure. So, so here's my question. Now, that said, like the number of people who specifically could only eat, who were like limited to that one trip, was not very high. Sure. You know, like it, like there's maybe like four or five people who are specifically like, I can only eat out of this one. Right. Anyway, so the question that I, I remember going through the line one day and just coming across whatever, I think whatever the vegan tray was, couldn't even tell you what it was being served. I think it was just some sort of like, um, Maybe like pasta, something. Okay. I don't know. I was like, "Ooh, this looks good." Putting it on my plate, gonna eat it. Okay, looks good. And I remember someone like it wasn't me, but like someone down the line also put it, and someone across from them knew that that person who put that on their plate was not vegan, and they like scolded them for it. Oh wow! As if like, no, that's not for you. <clears throat> like that's just for the. I was like, now wait a minute. Is I don't I don't think that's accurate. <laughs> I, this is, this is, I, I actually think this is a very interesting conundrum. Right. Because, because there is, there is that fact that my expectation is that for, if you were a vegetarian or a vegan, that maybe at least in the modern day, there are going to be fewer options available, like on a menu. Right. Or, like you're going to have to order one of three things or right, something. Yeah. Right. 
So, okay. So the question starts to become, is it like, what, what is even, if there is at all the relevance of just being like, yeah, I eat vegan once a week or something like that. You know, like, is there something, cause I, there's so many different reasons why somebody might choose these like dietary paths. Right. Yeah. I mean, for, for whatever <coughs> reason you might have, I don't care if you're vegan. That's great. Good for you. Yeah. 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 No. Um, but so I, I'm trying to think here cause I think this is very, I, I think it's a very, very interesting question. I mean, if you're at a restaurant, like I, I will sometimes order like it'll say, you know, like, you know, um, I think, uh, we go to this place down the street called three notch. They have like occasionally like a vegan hot dog or something. And it's like, I've ordered it on several occasions and it is super good. Right. Right. Yeah, right. It's just like, I'm just trying everything on the menu. We eat here all the time. It's true. Yeah, it's true. But it's not like you go to the restaurant and you're like, I will have this. And they're like, can you prove first before I bring you that? Can you prove that you're vegan? Right. Because <laughs> here's because like if you are if you if you are not discerning, if you're like if you, you know, eat anything. Right. Like you'd think all options are available to you. It's true. It, I, I, the thing I feel like I'm getting hung up on is the potential the potential scarcity. I and it sounds mm-hmm. like it sounds like it was like observable enough in such a way that it wasn't going to be a problem. That okay, yeah, I will say that as well, because that I can you're right. Like if if it was getting to the point where, you know, if if you're like a vegan person, you get 20 people down at the line and the one dish that's there specifically for you was gone because all of the other people ahead of you took it. Right. But that's a problem because now you're now you're going to be very hungry. Right. Right. That's a problem. I will say this was like 10 days into shooting or something and not once had any tray been empty of food at any point. Sure. sure, You know, like there was tons of food. There was like a large basis for it. And besides that, it's not this, this, that, especially like on these particular dishes, like most people, you know, were not vegan and they were eating from the other dishes. Sure. But that, I don't think that should mean you're not allowed to try that food if it's there. A vegan meal. Yeah. Like, I mean, if, if it's running out, that's, that's obviously one thing. Right. That was not the case. I, I yeah I I feel I feel like on I feel like on the fence and I can't decide if it, it's if I'm on <clears> the fence because for whatever reason I tend to not gravitate towards these options like at all mm-hmm. so like like I I would say there's probably only been maybe like two occasions in my life where I ordered the vegetarian option well so it's like it's this is a, this is such a thing because like uh, imagine for example like what the catering is is like okay we've start we start with salad right that's at the end of the table and then right next to it is like a tray of like meat lasagna and right next to it is a tray of like eggplant lasagna sure for you know to accommodate different eating styles right like it is like first of all you get to the salad no one's going to be like you're not allowed to eat that salad Right. Because you're not vegan. Because salad is something that is typically not like protein heavy anyway. Sure. It's often just vegetables. Right. So that 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 would be like this weird like loophole in the system. But then like imagine like and now I would I personally prefer meat lasagna, but I it is possible that even as someone who eats meat, that I just prefer eggplant lasagna. Sure. You know, like sure. I, it's like I, this is just a different kind of food and I just like the way this tastes more. Yeah. 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 No, <laughs> right. I, I Yes, I, I do. I do absolutely get and understand that exact 
angle. I, this, this is something where it's like, <laughs> I, I like what I literally don't know is this is like the type of thing where, um, like without knowing whether or not this is like a steady problem mm-hmm. for people who are yeah. vegan, <laughs> yeah. like, like I just, I literally, not only am I not like even remotely close to being vegan, but I also just, I don't even think I have any friends that are vegan mm-hmm. now that I'm thinking about it. So I'm, I'm <laughs> yeah, I'm having me a hard struggle on it. Like just imagine you're in line and you're like, man, this looks like really good lasagna and you put it on your plate and then someone yells at you because like, wait a minute, you eat meat. You can't eat that. Like <laughs> it seems weird. It does, I don't know. It does. I can't tell if the person scolding. I think the person scolding was out of hand. Okay. I, would, would be my thought. Like, I feel <laughs> like that's, that is over the top. Yeah. The the big thing that I feel like I'm like my brain keeps coming back to is my expectation is that there are more different options available for like non-vegan options. Right. And I don't know if that like makes it so that it's like there's an overwhelming amount of hmm. I do have a friend who's a vegetarian and so like whenever and I order pizza all the time. Yeah. And so whenever uh she's over I will usually order like um, something that is vegetarian friendly. So yeah. that, like either, you know, like a cheese pizza or like have vegetables on it or whatever yeah. the case may be. And I, I do even know that in those cases I have always felt like, like I shouldn't like, 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 like you shouldn't have some of that pizza. Like I shouldn't have some of that pizza. But like, but like if you personally just prefer onion pizza True. and like you just like that. And so you ordered it. Right. And it's like also convenient that you have a friend who's vegetarian who can now also eat that. Okay, so here's the question too. Yeah, yeah. because it's it's a very community-based eating like situation. Yeah. I think. Like I think if you're I would say unequivocally, if you were at a restaurant and there's a vegan or a vegetarian item on the menu and you want to choose that for your like your dish, right. 100% fine. I agree. Like, yeah. I I think that that is something where it's like Absolutely. It's an item on the menu. You are there allowed to eat like could just be the case that for one reason or another, that's what you want that evening. Um, the, the thing that I feel like I'm the most curious about, or like, I, I think like the, the, what, what gives me pause is probably just the community communal nature of, of the offering. Of the offering? Yes. Okay. Like, my my immediate gut feeling is that this is not a problem, but I cannot believe how stuck on it I am. Uh, it, right? Because <laughs> it's a weird thing, because, like, <clears throat> if if you're, the like, the vegan or the vegetarian in the situation, your options are extremely limited. Like, you are on, you you cannot eat the other things. Sure. Based on your own, like, you know, moral code. And that's fine. But, like... Or dietary. <clears throat> or yeah. dietary, yeah, yeah, restrictions or whatever the case may be. But if you're if you don't have any restrictions of any kind and it's all solely down to flavor, then it's like you're suddenly being are are is it okay for you to be blocked on something just because you could eat other things? It's like I felt it's such a it was such a weird dilemma and I think I think maybe it bothered me because it didn't seem like you were they were running out of that option and we were like several days in. Maybe we were. Maybe I wasn't paying attention. But 
I don't know. I'm curious. I bet. I know. I, I just tried to look it up. And so the, all the, <laughs> all the re- responses I was getting had much more to do with what, what can you eat if you are vegan, not whether or not you can eat the vegan meal if you are not vegan. Right. Because this is the thing, because you <laughs> can prefer the vegan food even if you're not vegan. Right. And like, yes, yes. Yeah, and absolutely. you should be allowed to. Yes. Yes. That I, I definitely agree with that. Like, I think that that just, that just, that just tracks to me. Yeah. Yeah. Cause, cause that's the other thing too, is that like, as it pertains to like walking up. Okay. Because what, <laughs> like there could be like an allergy related situation as well. So take like vegan and vegetarian out of it. And like, let's just say you have, peanut chicken and chicken tikka masala or something like that mm-hmm. as like the two options. It's like if there was a known person in the group who had a, who had like a nut allergy, would it be wrong to take the tikka masala? Right. Would it be wrong to take the non nut option because you're leaving them less? Right. Right. It's a weird situation. It is a weird situation. Yeah. I think it's really, I think it's, I, I honestly, I really do think it's interesting. So what I, what I really want is like, I think we just have to do follow up on this because I need, I need the people out there who either work in the, uh, like, um, like catering type of business. Yeah. This is probably what you need is people who work more in catering. Often. Yeah. Because the other thing that, that could be considered here too is like, th- like the, the level or like, um, like how robust is the catering? Like I know at our wedding, um, we had picked out like several different dishes of food, but I think the way that like Disney had structured it, like wasn't that people needed to decide out of the, um, the buffet, if they were going to choose like beef or chicken or whatever. It's just like, they were like, there will be unlimited beef and chicken. Right. You know, it's like, like, every single person could get there and want beef and we will keep bringing beef. Right. Like it will not run out. Yeah. Um, and so like that, that would be a thought too, like where you might think of it as like one pan that is before you, but it's also could just very well be the case that there's like a, like a heater, you know? Yeah. Over in the truck. I will say in my scenario, there was not, there was the pans in front of you. Okay. Like a, a, a catering company came, they laid out all the pans and then they waited for everyone to eat and they collected the pans and left. Yes. Okay. You know, so you're very on location. We need feedback from yeah. if you're vegan, if you're a vegetarian. Uh, I bet this happens at like family dinners and stuff. It, I could like, totally oh, see it happening at a family dinner. Yeah. Especially, especially if you're going to a family dinner where it's, it is common to bring a dish. Um, what is that called? Potluck style or whatever. So, because if you are, if you do have specific dietary needs, uh, in this specific case, you may as a vegan or vegetarian or something bring a dish that falls into that category. And then there's kind of an odd thing where it's like, if no one else brought anything is the only thing you can eat the dish you brought and no one else can eat what you brought because it's the only thing there. Right. I mean, that would be, that would be like, hmm. Okay. Well, I, I, I just need feedback. Yeah. We need, this is a, we can go round and round. I wish I didn't have, I wish I had a more straightforward answer. I, I will go back to the thought that I think that the person who was, who was being harsh could have not been harsh. I, I agree with that. Yeah. I yeah. think, I think that that's, I think that that wasn't necessary. <laughs> <laughs> my, my assumption is that that person was having a bad day for some other reason. Mm, I feel like that happens a lot on set. Yeah. I think, I mean, they're very long days. Like 
Uh, it was, I mean, it was 14 hour days every day starting at like 5 a.m. It, 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 yeah, know? that that sounds like the like the biz. That's Yeah, that's like the biz. The, the one day that you and I have been on set, well, we've, we've done it a few times now, I guess, but the big one that we ever did was that Star Wars Lenovo like VR headset thing. Yeah. And we were out in LA and we were in, you know, this house and we had got there, you know, we were, I think our call time was like 530 or something. And we did not leave until 1130 that night. Yeah. And I remember like it was like possibly the most tired I've been. Yeah. You know, it was tiring. At the very least, I would say top five days of my life in in terms of exhaustion, because you know what was crazy about that day is that it was like boiling hot outside. And then also, I don't know if the house just didn't have air conditioning or if they weren't running it because like all of the doors and windows and everything were open for yeah, for filming, people were so in and out. Right. Yeah. But it was like 104 <clears throat> degrees inside of the house, and they had us in these like blazers and stuff. I, I think I remember at one point in time, I like took it off, and they're like, they're like that. They had like the makeup artist or whatever who was right there. And I think that their reaction was like, whoa, <laughs> like, <laughs> like you have sweat through that shirt a lot. Yeah. I was like, I don't know what to do. I'm sorry. Like, I would love, I would love nothing more than to not be this sweaty. Yeah. <laughs> but, here I am. Here I am. So anyway, I'm going to go be on camera now. <gasps> yeah. 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 There you go. <laughs> Just <coughs> they'll, they'll fix me in post. Exactly. I'll take the sheen off. I'll take the sheen. That's your job. Makeup artist. Take the sheen off. Here people are on Christmas Eve and we're talking about sheen. Sheen. We should probably switch the, switch topics. <laughs> okay. So tomorrow is Christmas morning. Yes, it is. Is there anything you're particularly excited to, to have given the boys? Uh, the Definitely the big one is that we got Luke a new bike <laughs> that has pedals on it. Ooh. So I'm very excited to uh, see what he makes of it. Yes. Because he's been doing the Strider bike for like a couple years, and he's pretty good at it. I mean, he'll go in the backyard. He can go down the hills. He can, you know, scoot along. He does a little pump track and stuff. Yep. And... Um, the, the theory is that if you use the Strider bikes, you just skip over training wheels altogether because they're already like coasting around right. on two wheels. So there's no reason to like, that's like a step backwards, really. I genuinely think the Strider bike is this like, f- like fascinating kind of uh, like, like teaching tool where taking things out of the equation actually made it more effective. Yeah. It's like that. That is interesting to me. Yeah. It's like they were like. Hey, instead of training wheels, what if not training wheels, no pedals? Right. And it's like, huh. Interesting. I can just stroll right along. So that's very cool. Yeah. That's really cool. Do <clears throat> you think he's going to be super excited? I think he's going to be very excited. I am hopeful that it is going to be, that the weather will be such that we can go try it out somewhere. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. Is there <clears throat> any other like family traditions that you're wanting to like inject into sort of, like the it's hard to break away from the traditions that I've known my entire life with our family. Yeah. Like it's, it's like those, it's like, it's like in my mind, it's like, those are the things. But then I also think about the fact that like when we were growing up, our parents were starting those right traditions with us. Yeah. And, and there were certain things that were, that were kind of like clockwork mm-hmm. about the holidays for us and, and yeah. how we approach things. Oh, here's, here's one thing that the Carlin fam does yeah. that I think, is not common or maybe maybe not uncommon. It's something. We open every single present one at a time. Yeah. 
like and we go around yeah, we the room. Do. we go around the room and it's done by like age and yeah. so like everybody you know i think they like the youngest person starts and then like they open and then and all the way around and around and around and it's like we open every gift we explain every gift and it takes hours <laughs> but like there is at no point in time is it just like structured chaos of like you know ben here are your three presents jay here are your three presents like yeah everybody have, everyone go everybody have fun we'll talk about it later yeah no, it's not like that at our house. Yeah, you're right. I think, I mean, when we were growing up, it was, you know, it was just, you know, uh, me, you, mom, dad, and Ty. It wasn't, it wasn't really, it didn't take that long. There was only like five of us and mom and dad had gotten us most of the gifts. True. And there are now 14 <clears throat> of us. Yeah. So it's a little different now. Yeah. It's a lot. It's a lot more people. Yeah. And it, it's clear. It's like, it. we are at this weird stage where it's like, do we need to pass the baton on to like a new tradition that isn't so like time intensive or just like or just let people go a little more crazy with it and just like yeah just just pass them out open them up i don't know yeah i don't know i don't i don't know but then it's like we've done it this way for so long i know this is this is like <laughs> one of those occasions where i feel like i the, the the thing i always go back to my brain is when i was i did a study abroad in australia this is a very quick story but uh you could do a like excursion certification for scuba diving, which okay. is basically like you're not scuba certified at all. You have no credentials. You've never done it before, but they can put you in some of the equipment and basically take you onto the side of the boat where there's a couple of like rungs and like they will have you like take them, like put the mask on, go underwater, take the mask off underwater, come back up, you know, like do just a variety of things to prove that if someone kicks you underwater, that you're not going to, ground like yeah like being like danger or whatever and i remember being very nervous uh, specifically because the like when you're scuba diving you wear weights yeah and i think that i was like what if i like knock my mask off and i can't figure out where my like flotation thing is and i'm like sinking (laughs) so (laughs) what if i just sink i know so like there's like this moment where they're sort of like you're good to go you know like they gave you the thumbs up or whatever the stamp and uh you have to let go of the bar. <laughs> yeah. And I remember being petrified. Right. You know, it's like, I don't want to let go of the bar. Yeah. <laughs> the bar is safety. Yeah. And I remember being so scared. But so like, w- w- I think that analogy works because I feel like this is how I feel about like departing some of these traditions. Yeah. Is it's sort of like, but I know this, I know the bar works. Yeah. What if I let go? What if I let go? When I just sink to the bottom and die, this is it. <laughs> That won't happen. No, that one will be fine. No, we'll be fine. It was scary though. I I will tell you that I did bungee jumping on the exact same trip and I was more scared by scuba diving than bungee jumping. Well, so yeah, but like, so we say (coughs) that like, yeah, there's two, there's like so many people, but it like occurs to me that this is, that was basically the scenario at like on our uh, mom's side of that, the family where, you know, it, there was no, like everyone sits down one at a time. It was like, everyone as soon as you get a gift just open it up people are getting gifts left and right people are passing them out sure people are screaming across the room what'd you get oh thank you so yeah that was so fun right it's just sort of like just sort of chaos everywhere kids are opening up toys those toys are becoming unwrapped they're firing off everywhere you know and it's like all the adults in that situation just did like secret santa with each other so yeah they all (laughs) open like one thing Yeah. yeah and there was like what how many adults in that situation, eight. eight? Well, ten. Eight with plus, grandma and grandma. Yeah, so there you go. Like, that's that's pretty close. It's pretty close. Right? It, so here, here's my quandary, though, because, like, I feel like <coughs> with gift giving being such, like, a big 
like section of my um, love languages, yeah. like specifically for how I like give love. I feel like, I feel like that's one of those things where part of the fun for me is like getting to see like, the person do it, see the person do it. Yeah. See the reaction, explain the story. Like th- this is why I did this thing and whatever. Um, I, I like, I have no idea if it would like, if it would like lower the, the approach of shopping. Mm-hmm. If, if it was that type of thing where it's just sort of like, nah, everybody goes, goes bananas. Right. Like, it, like you're planning for the moment where everyone's watching and the person opens it. Yeah. I in think your so. mind. I think so. Like <clears throat> I, I definitely, I think about the person opening it when I'm purchasing the gift. Like yeah. that, that is absolutely like very present in my brain. Right. Cause then I also feel like I need to be able to like, I need to know what I would say about like why I picked this particular thing right. for this particular person. Yeah. What kind of thought went into it? Yeah. If I need to explain myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If everyone was just sort of opening stuff up willy nilly and they just open it up, they're like, Oh, thank you. Thanks for this thing. And that's about like, the whole conversation. It's just like, yeah, yeah, I got your thing. I, d- I fulfilled my end of the Christmas obligation. Right. Yeah. To so, exchange gifts. I know. I know. I actually <coughs> had this thought the other day that I was like, I wonder if Christmas would ever stop being giving gifts to everybody. And it's just sort of like this time of year where everybody goes out and like, it's like, it stops being gift giving and starts to be show and tell. And oh. it's like, it's <laughs> here's like what I bought myself. <laughs> here's what I bought myself. Let me show it to you. Yeah. <laughs> it's really cool. Mm. Is that going to be your personal family tradition? Like you and Alice and Addison just wake up and be like, guys, I bought myself something awesome. <laughs> I can't wait to show you. Yeah. No, that would not happen. No. Yeah. I, I think I enjoy it way too much. Yeah. Um, where, where do you stand on opening gifts one at a time? Is this something you could depart? Um, I could depart from it at our parents' house where there's 14 of us now. Yeah. Uh, I think I would like to keep it going at your own house, my own house. Cause Absolutely. now we're just back down to five. So no big deal. Back to square one. Yeah. Ooh, this is yeah. fascinating. Of course, the, the you know, like Nick and Nate, you'd probably open up stuff at the same time. And also, when they're this little, it's hard to be like, wait. Well, that's <laughs> like, true. You know, that's true. Any, after every single time anyone opens anything, Luke's like, can I open one? Yeah. It's like, of course, it's, like, you know, it's really fun for them, though. So it, It's true. It's true. I mean, and yeah. you're, you're getting very close to that age, which is the most fun. Oh, yeah, for Christmas. For, for this particular holiday, because right. it is just so exciting to like watch them be so excited right to have so much to look forward to okay okay i'm gonna have to think about it yeah i feel like i think in general you i i I would say i would assert that you are more likely to hold on to a tradition i feel than i am but i feel like this is an opposite this is an opposite. I, I think it's the other way. I feel like I would, I would maybe hold on to this one to the opening one at a time. Yeah. I mean, I like opening one at a time, maybe probably because it's just the way we've done it the most over the years. Although even, even that, like when we were at our mom's side, uh, grandparents for Christmas, there was like, you know, you and me and Mike and Lenny had like our own little way of doing it. Like we did, you know, cause we, the kids all received a gift from each aunt um, and uncle, aunt and uncle yeah. there plus grandma and grandpa. So like, the way we would always do it is like the four of us would always wait until all of us had like all five gifts or whatever. And then like open the whole stack at once rather than like, as they came to you. It's true. Yeah. And that was very much like, like there was the the tradition at large. And then there were like, yeah, like the, the small group of us that I like the had like our own way of doing it. Right. Yeah. And I think it drove our aunts and uncles 
absolutely mad because like you, you would they would like watch their gift get handed to you right you sort of like put it under the chair and, and you wait. put it under the chair yeah. and they're like you're not gonna open it no i'm gonna get to it i want to do it all at once i will Dig. say that opening <clears throat> gifts in front of people as much as this is the tradition that i like it can be very on the spot it can be well see this is a thing like it it, I remember we also did we did this exact same thing on our dad's side of thing where everyone goes around one at a time and like there were so many gifts in that scenario like plenty of them were like very thoughtful but plenty of them were just like it's a candle you know sure <laughs> sure sure just like oh yeah I got that at a at a market and just like you don't need like a whole story about a candle it's a candle you got to give school's fine move on that you know it's like like that's not there's not you know the, what I mean the, maybe, there's maybe not a story about a candle yeah in the same way that there is about a splendid pair of socks. Uh, well, they were alpaca. Yeah. They were alpaca. <laughs> they were alpaca. That's a very yeah. good point. Jay, I feel like we've reached a place to close. Okay. I think we went I think we went a little extra long. It's hard to know with all of our transitions today. Who's to say? But That's it's okay. It's, it's it's a little Christmas bonus content. Hey. Nice. Yeah. Very nice. <laughs> Speaking of bonus content, uh, there is a lot of it available over on Patreon. If you would be at all interested in supporting over there um, at the, hold on, let me see if I can get our tiers correct. Mm. Cause we have three, there's a five, a 10 and a 25. Correct. And at the $25 tier, there is an exclusive piece of merch that we create uh, each quarter. And that is something um, that we tend to have a lot of fun creating, designing, Q4, uh, if you sign up between now and the end of the year, you will still get in on the exclusive vinyl record, yeah, yeah. which is going to be an extra episode of The Pop, which is only available on vinyl. Yeah, very gonna, excited about gonna, it. Going to be pretty neat. Going to mm -hmm. be pretty neat. Uh, and then again, at the $5 tier, uh, the, there is the entire backlog of After the Final Pop, which is over 100 episodes, I believe, of just uh, kind of like a like a 20-minute version of the standard pop. Right. Just, just some extra, some, some extra, extra, some extra talking. Right. Um, so that's a good one. If you are at all interested in just binging all of them, you can get access to all of them for a month. If you just sign up, you know, even for one month. Yeah. That's patreon.com slash popcorn culture. Otherwise guys, Merry Christmas until next time. Pop. pop. Save big money now on new siding from LP Smart Side at Menards. Update and beautify your home with your choice of 13 timeless colors of pre-finished engineered siding. It's durable and includes a Sherwin-Williams factory finish paint warranty that means no painting for years to come. View our entire selection of siding from LP Smart Side today. And don't forget to check out our flyer on Menards.com for all the great deals happening now. Save big money at when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.